Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and uh, folks, this is a good one. Uh, We've got Leslie Valancourt with us, and Leslie is the founder and CEO of CheckerPay. Leslie, welcome. Hi, John. Thank you so much for having me today. Hey, it's great to have you. So let's uh, let's start out just giving a, folks a little overview of you and the work you're doing at CheckerPay. How, how are you serving folks out there? Sure. So as you mentioned, um, I am the founder and CEO of CheckerPay, and we are a Minneapolis-based software company that provides online fundraising services for nonprofit organizations. So the way I like to kind of break that down and help people understand it is if you were to go out to a nonprofit organization's website and you wanted to make a donation to them, you click on their donate button. We are the technology behind that donate button. So basically what our software does is it allows that nonprofit organization to accept your donation. It processes that payment, issues a receipt to the donor, um, and then it makes sure that the... um, the money is actually transferred into the nonprofit bank account. So in a nutshell, that is what we do. Got it. Now let's, let's talk about your inspiration for checker pay. I mean, what you, obviously you were seeing a need out there that w- was not being addressed by other um, competitors in this space. Yes. Yes, I did. So So there are a lot of companies providing online fundraising services for nonprofit organizations. But what I found through my own experience as a um, nonprofit volunteer, actually, was that there was a real um, opportunity in the market for helping nonprofit organizations to collect donations, not only online, but also on site when they were actually face to face with their um, constituents. So um, what I was seeing in the market uh, was that when small organizations were out trying to fundraise, they wanted to collect payments um, on site, but there really wasn't a mechanism to do that. So um, if you can think back about how organizations would be using those PayPal swipers Mm -hmm. and how complicated they were and how um, volunteers just had a really hard time with them. Half the time, they didn't even know how to log into them. And they were just leaving money on the table because they couldn't accept payments quickly and easily um, when they were with people, just like they do when people come to their website online. So I started doing some research just to see if there would be a way that I could come up with a solution to that problem. Um, And one of the things that I found, and this was back in 2018, was the QR code. And now after the pandemic, I think all of us are familiar with the QR code. Back then it wasn't something that was so common. But I thought of it as um, a tool that nonprofits could use alongside their traditional online fundraising in order to fundraise just about anywhere they wanted to. So that is why we created our solution um, with QR codes integrated. And then we are also mobile friendly because the other way that the market is moving is that um, 50% of all donors are 
researching and giving to nonprofit organizations on their mobile devices. Um, but traditional online fundraising services don't always cater to those mobile devices. They're really made for people giving on the computer. So that's another thing that we wanted to do was make sure that our solution was um, perfectly suited for those people coming on their mobile devices. So um, we have integrated mobile wallet technology into our solution, for example. So if somebody were to scan that QR code with their phone, um, they could just click a button using Apple Pay and basically they would give a donation in two or three clicks in 25 seconds. So what we've really aimed to do is just eliminate all of the friction in the giving process so that when a nonprofit actually inspires a donor to give, whether it be online or face to face, they have that mechanism to give quickly and easily. Yeah. And let's be clear uh, so that folks understand because QR codes, as you say, have gotten a lot more popular. And I thought about you and as this interview was coming up a few days ago, I was giving to a, a nonprofit and that QR code that they uh, put out there went to a site where you had to register and, yes. and you had to go through a whole process. And when you say integrated QR that's a whole lot different than just QR, right? Right. Yep. And what our solution does is it makes sure all of that friction, all of those type of things don't happen. Um, so with our solution, basically, you scan that QR code, you put in the amount you want to give, um, and then you can give using your Apple Pay, Google Pay, credit card, or a bank transfer, but it's and you never have to fill out a long form. Um Today's consumer is all about instant gratification. So in the case like you, when you were brought to that um, website where you had to register, or if you were brought to a, a website where you had to fill out a huge long form before you can make a donation, that's where most people abandon the process. And again, what I tell nonprofit organizations is if you leave that sort of friction in your giving process, you're really leaving money on the table because people who may have been who, who were inspired to give, they got to your page, they wanted to donate, but then that process turned them off. So with Checker, with Checker Pay, we've made sure that that process is just super quick and easy and um, people are able to give uh, in as little amount of time and with um, as few clicks as possible. Folks, we're here chatting with Leslie Valancourt. She's the founder and CEO of Checker Pay. Uh, Leslie, I'm uh, let, let's take a side journey here for just a second and talk about, uh, your own personal journey, your background, I mean, and why, um, the, the move into entrepreneurship that you've made. Yeah. So, um, my background is in finance and technology. So I came up working at companies like electronic data systems and Gartner incorporated as a consultant, um, and then actually I took a few years off, quite a few actually, to stay home with my kids because we decided that was something that was important to us. Um, and then when I decided to go back to work and now that the kids are older, I had a choice. It was, was I going to go back to the corporate world or think about something else? And I decided that um, I would give entrepreneurship a try. And I think it's something that I would recommend to anyone you know, even if you are a little bit older, as I am, 
um, that, you know, it's really an adventure and it's, um, it's such a wonderful learning process. Um, I've learned so much uh, becoming an entrepreneur because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to do everything. You have to be your own sales department. You have to be your own marketing department. You you have to learn and do everything. And um, that's the part of the process that I've loved most uh, about becoming an entrepreneur. And then the other thing here in Minneapolis is just that the ecosystem for entrepreneurs is so supportive. I mean, we have a wonderful um, community here of people who are willing to support entrepreneurs who are trying to make something happen. Um, I was lucky enough to have participated in the Lunar Startups um, Accelerator, which is an accelerator here locally that caters to BIPOC and women-owned businesses. I was a member of their number three cohort um, in 2020 during the pandemic. Um, and we just had a wonderful experience um, supporting each other and learning and growing our companies. And um, yeah, so it, it's it's been a wonderful journey. And let's give a shout out to the Women Entrepreneurs of Minnesota. You're yes. a, a business development director for that organization. And let's give a shout out to the great work they do. I'll let you do that. Yes, yes. So Women Entrepreneurs of Minnesota is an organization that's been around since I believe 2006. They started out as just an informal network of women supporting each other in their journey as entrepreneurs. And it has grown to an organization with um, a board of nine directors, um, a membership. Uh, We're targeting about 100 this year. um, And then we have mentoring events. We have coffee and conversation networking events. We have speaker events. Um, It's just a wonderful community for women entrepreneurs and solo entrepreneurs to come together and support each other. One of the thing about one of the things about being an entrepreneur is that it's wonderfully exciting and you can, you, there's so much to learn and so much to do and to keep you busy, but sometimes it can be a little bit isolating because you're doing a lot of that work on your own. And so I always say having a community to go back to is um, incredibly important to keep you motivated and keep you on track. And so that's what Women Entrepreneurs of Minnesota does for me. Um, and for a lot of our members in the organization. So I would definitely suggest, or I would recommend it for any woman entrepreneur or any woman who's thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, because it's a great place to just learn about the process, learn about other people, what they're doing and to support each other. That's great. Uh, Terrific organization. And I want to, before we leave your own journey, I wish you would talk to women who have been out of the out of i'm going to put air quotes on this nobody can see it out of the workforce being at home uh uh, we we all know women that are at home are in the workforce it's just it's a different place and not recognized widely but um um when you're coming into entrepreneurship i think a lot of women think about what's missing and what they don't have, the experience they don't have, what have you. Talk about what women that come from that background into entrepreneurship, the skills that they do have that lend themselves to being an entrepreneur because you live that. 
Yep. Well, I, I truly think that women who choose to stay home with their children or take a break from the corporate world are really an untapped um, resource um, and really very underestimated. Um, what I have seen through my own experience is that even though I was home with my children, I was never not busy. <laughs> I was always organizing something, um, volunteering with someone, um, all of those managerial skills that you think about for a business, um, women who are home with their kids are doing those things um, for volunteer organizations and for their own household. Um, so they have experience. Um, a lot of times it, it's, you know, it because you don't have that actual title to put on a resume, it's a little bit harder to possibly to, to communicate to someone, but really you do have those skills. And I would, um, I would encourage all women to really try to realize that about yourself, that even though you may not be in the traditional workspace, you still have skills um, that you can use and you could apply to creating a business of your own. And is it scary? Yes, it is scary. And it's a big commitment. But, you know, what I like to say is that even the most experienced business person out there who's been working, you know, since day one of their career, they don't have all the answers either. <laughs> and, you know, and as I've been participating in um, organizations that bring together entrepreneurs, it's very interesting to see um, the different um, the different gifts, basically, that people bring to the, the job that they're doing. Um, and the vision um, that they have. So um, not everybody has all the answers. And I think that even if you're a person who has stayed home with your children and hasn't been in a traditional workspace, there's absolutely no reason that you should not be able to start a business of your own if you're willing to dig in, do the work, and to learn. I mean, that's basically what it is. You just have to put yourself out there and learn. Great words from uh, Leslie Valancourt. She's the founder and CEO of Checker Pay. She knows of what she speaks, folks. Uh, so let, let's let's get back to Checker Pay and talk a little more about um, maybe how you get started. I mean, I, I'm a nonprofit, and I've got uh, this issue that I want to solve that you addressed. How do I get started with you? Yeah. Well, you give me a call. <laughs> one of the one of the great things about our company is that we're small, mm -hmm. and so if you call me, I will pick up the phone and I will talk to you. I, that's one thing that I hear from many of our nonprofits that we work with, a lot of whom come from PayPal. Um, I think PayPal is kind of the go-to for small organizations, right? They just think that's quick, that's easy, that's cheap, I'm going to go to PayPal. But then what a lot of people find is that the customer service is sorely lacking. Um, it's really, really, really difficult to get through to PayPal for any sort of support. Um, so that's what makes us a little bit different is that we're here in Minneapolis, we're an organization that's going to pick up the phone if you call us, and we can walk you through anything you need to be walked through. Getting onto our platform is super quick and easy. Basically, all you need to do is go to our website and um, click sign up. You enter a little bit of information about your nonprofit organization, um, and then you will create your account and you will have um, your platform ready to go. 
you could download your QR code, download a link um, to your donation page, and it's all set up and ready to go. No coding skills needed. Um, it's just you don't need to sign up for anything else besides us, some of our competitors. You sign up for their program, but then you also have to sign up and integrate your PayPal and your Stripe and everything else with us. We're all integrated. We're one solution. You sign up with us once and you have everything. So we make it as easy as we can for nonprofits. I like to say that with our service, basically all you need to do is copy, paste, and fundraise. It's as simple as that. You can copy your QR code, paste it on any sort of a um, mailer or any kind of print media, and you're fundraising. People can scan it anywhere, anytime. Um, same with your link to your website. You just copy, paste, link that to your donate button, and you're fundraising. So super quick and easy. And how do customers pay for the service? How does yeah, that so work? We yeah, we are a transaction-based service. So there's never a charge to your organization until you receive a donation. Um, and then we charge a small transaction fee on each donation, which is really kind of an industry standard. Although a lot of our competitors also charge monthly fees and setup fees, we don't charge any of that because we're really trying to keep the cost low for smaller um, organizations that we know really need the majority, you know, they need to keep all the money they can. So we've tried to keep our fees as low as possible. Um, and then we also offer on our um, platform the opportunity for your donor to cover those fees. So when your donor is making their donation, they can um, opt in, check a box that will add on a little bit extra that will cover those fees. So your nonprofit organization keeps 100% of the gift. So that's how that's how our business model works. So in other words, a, a nonprofit doesn't pay until they have uh, pay for your service until they have money contributed to be able to pay for it. Right. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. That is exactly it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Awesome. Yep. And then if we have a, a client who uses our service, maybe for an annual fundraising event, and they're just using it during one month of the year, they're not paying monthly, sur monthly surcharges every month. Um, just to use it that one month of year, they can just they can just wait until they have the donations coming in, and then they will pay a small transaction fee on those. Now we've seen folks use QR codes increasingly for a lot of different things uh, here, uh, certainly uh, during the pandemic and and afterward. But what talk to nonprofits about innovative ways you've seen QR codes get distributed to potential donors. I mean, give, give us some ideas on that. Yeah. Oh, there's so many ideas. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many ways you can use a QR code. I mean, it's just, it's unlimited. Um, one thing that's really great is that a QR code, people don't often think about this, but a QR code can be um, displayed on a screen. So if you say you're a church, a small church and you have a screen at the front of your church and you are during the giving um, that you play a song when people are giving, you could have that QR code uh, displayed up on the screen that people could basically just take out their phones and scan that code right from their seat to give a contactless payment. 
Um, so that's one innovative way that people could be using it. We have a small nonprofit that we work with that did a virtual event this year. Um, and what they did was really creative. So they created a, um, an event program, a print event program, and in it they had their QR code printed and they had suggestions of different giving amounts and what that would cover. They sent this uh, program out to all of their donors prior to the event, I think probably two weeks prior to the event or something, so that people could see exactly what the program was going to be, but then they also had an option for giving right away. Then they had their event, and when they had their event, it was a Zoom, Zoom event, so they were not in person to collect payments from anybody, but what they did was they just encouraged people to use their program for giving, scan the code on the program to give. Um, and what we found with that, it was very, very interesting. They ended, they had a half, a half hour program. So 30 minutes on Zoom. They raised $20,000. Um, but what was really interesting about it was that almost half their donations came in before the event. They came in when people received that program, read it and gave their gift. Now, some of those people may have attended the event. Some may have not, but they just went ahead and gave when they got the program. So that was kind of awesome. And then the people who were attending the event gave using the program as well. Um, and then what we saw was even after the program, some people who did not attend the program were still giving like a day or two after because they had that program probably sitting on their desk reminding them, oh, this was something that I wanted to do or I, you know, I, I meant to do. I should, I should give my gift to them. Mm -hmm. So we, we were able to capitalize on before the event, during the event, and after the event, all with one simple program. So um, it was really a great use case. And um, yeah, I thought that was a very creative way of using it. Wow. So cool. So, um, Leslie, now you mentioned that you work with nonprofits, mostly in the Twin Cities area. I cannot imagine that there aren't folks listening to this show that are not in the Twin Cities area that think, I want to use uh, Leslie's services. Um, is that possible? Yes, 100%. So we are a national company, so um, we will serve any organization that is a nonprofit organization in the United States. So you just need to have that nonprofit designation. And, and it's not just 501c3 organizations. We can also work with political campaigns and um, membership organizations, all different kind of organizations, as long as you are designated as tax exempt. Um, we can work with you. So, yes, we welcome anybody from any state to come on the platform. <laughs> Ter terrific. So let's talk to those folks. How, how, did, how does it uh, – they give you a call, and it's, it's that simple. That's how they get started. Yes, they can give me a call. So I can give our, um, our number. It's 952-522-0449. And um, they can also reach out to me directly at leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, at checkerpay.com, or just go to our website. Um, checkerpay.com and they'll see all of the information there. And folks, that's C-H-E-Q-R-P-A-Y.com. 
If you're driving and listening to this, it will be in the show notes, so don't have you don't have to worry about writing it down. Um, but uh, Leslie, this has been terrific, and uh, w- what great work you're doing to help nonprofits, uh, the, the, a lot of organizations that really need it. So thanks so much for the great work you do. Well, thank you so much, John, for having me and for the exposure and helping me to get the word out about Checker Pay. Absolutely. It's, it's been a pleasure. Leslie Valencourt, folks, she's the founder and CEO of Checker Pay. And folks, as we uh, wind the show up here, just a, a quick reminder and a and uh, a request. You can find our show on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio is the search term. And we would love it if you would go find the show and subscribe and uh, check us out there. But when you do, give us a five-star review. And people ask me, wow, why would you ask for that when no one's listened? Uh, that's a pretty bold request. And the truth of the matter is it's not about me. It's not about Business Radio X. It's about our great entrepreneurs, uh, individuals like Leslie, who go out and put themselves at risk to help others in the marketplace. And we need to support them. And one way you can support them is to help this show be found so that they can be found and people that need their services can potentially use them. So that's the way it rolls. And I would love it if you would help us and help our great guest in that way. So for my guest, Leslie Valencourt, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio.